Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 5am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Out of the pan um, is um, broadcast from the lands of the Kulin, the Wundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. And they're looking for new presenters. So if you're a a marine um, environment sort of person, get in touch with them via their Facebook page or other means. Well, um, and there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can um, email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61. 456-751-215. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So and also put in at 3CR and Sal, at Sal Gold Said So, of course, because that's the bottom line. And you can also look for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, and on Out of the Pan 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. Well, opened up today with the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter from the year of 1969, by goodness, that wouldn't be the same year that a certain event happened called the Stonewall Riot. And that is very much the theme of today because, of course, part of the people at the Stonewall Riot were people who were homeless. And so they needed some shelter. But um, it's not just me talking about it today. I'm joined in the studio by two awesome people. Um, first up, um, welcome Rebecca. Hi. And if you just want to tell me your uh, tell me and your um, and the listeners your name, pronouns, just a little bit about yourself, that would be fabulous. Yep. Well, thank you, Rebecca Dominguez. I am the president of Bisexual Alliance Victoria, and my pronouns are she/her. And also in the studio, on the to this side, <laughs> is Jacob. Hey. <laughs> uh, so my name is Jacob Thomas. Uh, my pronouns are they and them. Um, I do a lot of different things, but ultimately I'm a human rights worker um, in the Commonwealth space and across some of the UN spaces as well. Very, very awesome. And very soon we're going to get um, Kahava Lillet on the line to join us, just having some phone issues as we can do. Well, it's going to be a packed program, as um, two comedians said, and hopefully we're going to pack it out um, very much with um, some awesome conversation about um, the past, the present and the future of our queer community. But opening it up today um, is a um, message from a 78 so of course very much parallels to Stonewall. The fabulous Dr Joe Harrison pre-recorded this message for us to get us thinking, let's have a listen to that first before we go any further and um, see what Dr Harrison, Joe female had to say. I think that Stonewall provides a focal point and um, just like the events of that cold winter June night in Sydney in 1978, it was a riot and people fought back hard. But just as in 1978 in Sydney at the first Mardi Gras, uh, these things don't just kind of appear out of the ether and just happen. Uh, They're preceded by a long history of action and devoted activism over many decades by people who in so many ways were more courageous and far, far more brave and yet less acknowledged and known than those who took part in the so-called celebrated event that is often marked out for recognition. Um, And in relation to Stonewall, while its significance can't be denied, 
Um, those who are activists and experts in LGBTI plus history in the US have long recognised that actions taken in Chicago and Philadelphia and San Francisco and other locations long, long before Stonewall, um, along with pre-Stonewall activism, including by people of colour, um, those things were critical to the eventual Stonewall moment in time. So for 78ers, in my own view, it's vital that we recognise and constantly refer to all of the activism, hard slog and struggle that took place long before 78, including by people who are not so-called household names or even honoured awardees, but people who broke ground, often at times when it was much, much more dangerous to do so than in 1978. I think we must never forget that. We stand on their shoulders and I stood on their shoulders as the riot took place in King's Cross that night in 78. Those who really did pave the way must be recognised and etched in our memories or we lose the truth of our own histories. And that loss is something that I constantly fear. In the rush to create celebrity heroes, so-called, we forget about the nature of collective action including the way in which it stretches back often into the shadows and requires some unearthing and digging so that we recall, reveal and remember. Our elders are often the key to this process and in this way respect for history and early activism ties in with the fight to eradicate ageism and to forefront those who remember and also lived the experience. For me, the matter of who threw the first brick at Stonewall or who copped the first punch at Mardi Gras is of much less relevance, and for the most part, I think it's just a distraction. What really matters is how we make sure we remember the complexity of the activism that has taken place to bring us to where we are, including the organisations and the individuals who are rarely or even never acknowledged, and how we move forward from here in a way that brings them with us ensures that history is not just written by the victors, as the saying goes, and that the LGBTIQ future is informed by our past, as it really was, so that we celebrate the hidden, the unseen and the otherwise forgotten. This is what thinking about and celebrating all our moments of magnificent courage, including Stonewall and 73 and 78 and all the years of proud, brave action really means to me. Happy really 40th anniversary of the first Mardi Gras in 2019 to everyone. From me, Dr Jo Harrison, a proud 78er. Absolutely awesome from Dr Jo Harrison um, and an amazing um, way to get the show rolling. Um, but I'll throw it, first of all, I'm still having trouble getting Kahava on the line, but who who wants to go first? All right. I'm happy to be volunteered to go first. Um, yeah, I was, I'm was. i just in awe of all the activism that has come before us to, to where we are today. It, it's really the, pe- the way people stood up against violence and against real real harm to fight for the rights that we have today as a broader community. And there's still a lot of work to do in the future. There's so much that um, is left to do. I don't know if there are some people who are like, marriage equality, we've got everything, sit down, we're done, which is, you know, so far from the truth. 
the the the, the people who stood up against the police where they were at real risk of not just being arrested but being bashed possibly you know facing ongoing um pain and disabilities from said bashings and also being outed to the wider world just because they were like no this i should be able to love who i love jacob I mean, it's a really interesting perspective, which I try and keep in mind as a younger person, as someone who is, you know, a, an activist, an advocate who's been awarded being in these spaces. Um, I think, jo, uh, yeah, Joe, if I can call her Joe, yes, <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> Don't want to respect yeah. titles as well. Um, is you know, I'm very much a beneficiary of this hard work. You know, I am very much aware that I am standing on shoulders constantly. Um, and as a non-binary person, also starting to have people standing on my shoulders as well. And I think it's that really important point of history of recognising, you know, who benefactors are, who um, you know, the rightees actually are, who, you know, what is the memory that sits around this movement, this constant, constantly growing movement? Um, it's this really interesting point where, you know, it's very convenient sometimes. And I think Joe brings up a really, really valid point there um, of what are the distractions a lot of the time because it's, you know, we get very pulled over to these microcosms of, you know, disagreement and argument of, mm. you know, just trying to work out these little bits rather than recognising where we sit as Australian queers and then who else is still suffering deeply invisible, still very much under severe violation um, of their rights by their states, by their governments, by their uh, communities, we get distracted and don't focus on them. And I think that's a really, really dangerous thing that we need to be constantly mindful of. Um, I think, too, is, you know, I always feel so much pride, you know, being able to sit in these spaces and have this conversation, you know. Um, I don't want that to go unacknowledged either. Yeah, no, it is a... It is- it is a huge thing. You know, we wouldn't be sitting here without Stonewallers and 78ers and that sort of thing, um, and particularly in the Australian context. So there's there's lots of thoughts to go on there um, that set the scene. Um, listeners, um, pop your questions and thoughts to us on all the usual means of communication um, while we have a listen to Paul Kelly um, singing about someone who um, um, was sort of in the same spirit, although not, not, not queer. Um, let's have a listen to a track from Paul Kelly's second most recent album, Nature, and a Bastard Like Me. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, on a special Stonewall-themed show with Sally, guests Jacob and Rebecca, and hopefully more guests soon. I was born in the bush near old Alice Springs as far as you get from the sea My mother was a fighter My daddy was too He never knew a bastard like me My brothers and sisters Are scattered like the wind From the desert and the hills to the sea Much too young, many die But I have survived So lucky a bastard like me So lucky a bastard like me I have survived a hell of a ride Nobody knows a bastard like me I Call me a stray, a dog every day Call me a monster 
like me My name is Ian Ham and I'm the chair of the Healing Foundation's Stolen Generations Reference Group. At three weeks of age, I was separated from my birth family and even though they lived just 50 kilometres away, I never knew they existed. I never met my mum and it pains me to this day. There are thousands of Aboriginal people just like me and our stories have never been heard. These stories form the basis of Australia's first Stolen Generations resource kit for schools. To download the kit, go to healingfoundation.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Paul Miller, a.k.a. DJ Spooky, straight out of New York City. I'm checking in with Australia on 855 on your AM dial. And remember, community radio is subscription-sponsored, and I think it's incredibly important to always remember that it's a different perspective. Check it. Community radio now and beyond. That's us, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, powering radical, we need to power radical radio um, out of the pan is still not quite at its Radiothon target. We've still got another $300 to go, so if you hop online today and donate, you can, um, well, um, get back at the tax man or something, because you've still got about 12 hours to go. Um, on a special Stonewall-themed show, but unfortunately not quite as good as we wanted, because Kahava's phone is not connecting with ours, damn it. But we'll be SMSing in <clears throat> in an effort to utilise technology to the advantage of quiz um, to any comments that we make. So, um, yep, and please everyone else do that. Um, great to have Rebecca and Jacob on the show. So we were, also, we were just saying before the show we had so many thoughts. There's all sorts of shenanigans going on on Twitter and other things. But, you know, that original spirit of Stonewall and also wanting to acknowledge, as we just played, um, the message about the stolen generations we're heading up to NADOC week from, from the 7th to the 14th. Um, but linking it all together, um, you know, the original spirit of Stonewall, has, is it the same? Has it changed? Bits of both? What are your thoughts? Well... There was a party at Stone, the Stonewall Inn this week. Yeah. And a black trans woman wanted to speak up about you know, the number of black trans women that have been murdered in the United States. And 
Initially, they didn't let her speak. They were going to call the cops on her. They wanted to throw her out of the bar. And only because Ally stepped in and calmed the crowd and the owners did she actually get up on stage and be able to speak. You know, the fact that we are still not really 100% united as a community, that there are a whole lot of people who think that this is a party. This is something to celebrate versus remember that we've been fighting for decades for our rights and we still have to continue fighting for decades for our rights. So that happened this week. Yes. And then when we remember it, the first Pride rally after Stonewall, Marsha P. Johnson got up, tried to speak and was booed off and had to sort of force her way in. That's... Well, there history, are, history repeats itself history until, repeats. until we learn. Yeah, we hope. But that that's tragic that 50 years on the same thing happened or just under 50, give or take. Jacob, your thoughts? Oh, look, I mean, I would love to be that ignorant white queer and just be said, oh, my God, I just didn't realise this happened. Wow, just, you know, say. But I'm not surprised. I'm really, really not. I think... Um, and, like, you know, just for context with me, it's like, you know, I work in academia, you know, I work in, you know, these sort of more uncomfortable sort of spaces of just, like, working with corporates and, you know, working with, like, you know, which is always contentious, you know, working in these, you know, institutions of power, right? Yeah. I think the important thing to remember is that, like, power is everywhere. It's always constant. Mm. Um, and so when this happens, I'm just never surprised. Like, I'm disappointed. I'm really, really disappointed. I think we kind of... I know, we're... We sort of assume that, like, you know, we're, like, being... We're against being, like, homogenised. We're just sort of like, oh, we're all the same. Oh, we're really, really against that, um, is what I hear from certain people in community. But I look at that and I'm just so like, well, I mean, like, you know, there's a difference between, like, being homogenised and being called the same and actually being unified. Like, you know, you need mm. that unity. You absolutely fundamentally need that unity. You know, I've written about this. I've spoken about this. I'm not the only person who's done so. You know, it just keeps coming back to the point of just, like, none of us are free until all of us are free. I just don't understand. Like, it bewilders me. It bewilders me that 29, I can comprehend this. Like, I just kind of get it. Like, it's not hard to get. Yeah. It's really not hard to get. Basic rule, don't be crap. I think yeah. that's basically yeah, it. Just like, get, you know, we kind of have this argument a lot of the time of just, like, Oh, it really shits me. I do apologise for swearing. I'm just really frustrated by it. Where it's just like um, we kind of assume that the spaces all like the spaces are all allocated. You know, mm. it's just like oh, this is it. You know, just like only you may speak at this particular point. You may only be so angry. You may only talk. You may only move. You mm. may only may only may only. And the whole thing with like you know being queer is like creating more space. Like you push the boundaries. Like you make more space. Like I would have zero issue having anyone speak of their own community in the outrage that they have, particularly at Stonewall. Like, can we just acknowledge that absolute hypocrisy that they were going to call the cops? Yeah. Can we just oh. acknowledge how messed up that is? Absolutely. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, yeah, look, and look, I'm with you as um, the by discussion group sometimes calls what you said about don't be crap to each other. We call it the Bill and Ted rule. Be excellent mm-hmm. to one another. Nee, nee, nee. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, look, I I don't get this either. I mean, we have people talking about equality and inclusivity in one breath and then saying, oh, no, it's it's the marriage postal server. We ca- we have to use gay and lesbian because LGBTI is too scary for the mainstream oh. or, yes, vomit. Um, or we hear phrases like, well, we have to appear to be united. Why don't we actually be united, which is not that hard. We listen to each other, we understand each other, we come up with win-win solutions and we stick to them. It's sort of called human communication. Yeah. And if we don't, you know, if we don't throw parts of our rainbow community under the bus in order to achieve something for another part, that would also be great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think everyone's well aware of 
the issues, you know, that come up um, on this. So it, it's a huge issue. And I mean, we have myself, a bi um, and trans neurodiverse woman. We have a cis bi woman. We have a non-binary and I don't, you don't have to say your sexual orientation <laughs> labels if you don't want to, Jacob. Oh, it's something out there. I don't know. <laughs> what's that? What's that meme of just like it's like a wiggly hand with the sound of eh, <laughs> something? Yeah, just Shrug, follows it. Shrug emoji. Yes. Yeah. So people, not the bits. I feel is like <laughs> that's my that's my identity there. Well, yeah. So we all know about it. We of course then acknowledge our privilege. Well, at least I will. You know, we're, I'm white. I'm middle class. I've always had a roof over my head. I've never been incarcerated, mm-hmm. um, educated, um, all these sorts of things. Same on all of those. Yep. Yeah, me too. And um, yet, yeah, it seems so hard for other people to do that. And so, how do we, you know, you know, the best, you know, utopian world we'd call people in, or in the utopian world we wouldn't even be having this discussion, I suppose. But the step then comes up is how do we call people in? I think one of the, the in any in any group of people, there are going to be those who are not interested in activism, who you know whether they've got enough on their plate for their family, their own stuff, work, whatever. And they just like activism is just one extra thing they don't want to do. And that's completely fine. Yeah. I'm completely cool with people going, yep, um, you do you, your activism over there. I'll be over here making some tea. That's great. But when, you, when you've got parts of the community going, no, no, there shouldn't be any more activism. We've done all the things, which we haven't. Um, that's when I'm, I'm getting sort of outraged because I'm like, hang on a second. There's still plenty to do. If you don't want to do activism, that's fine. You go make your tea, you sit down over there, watch some TV. That's, that's awesome. You do that. And I'm going to keep doing what I do because I'm, that's something I consider important for me and for other people. And, but, you know, not everyone shares my point of view and that's okay. Yep. We've had a couple of messages um, come in on the various forms of communication. Um, Dean Arkiri has posted that the discussion is fantastic. Thank you, Dean. Thanks, um, Dean. There's a diverse person as part of our rainbow communities. <laughs> and I'm having SMSs come in as well. Um, so I'm, I'm madly multitasking here. I wasn't getting in touch with my feminine side or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll try to get through them all. Now, we've had a listener come in, and I won't... Um, listener you'll know this comment is yours but i won't um, name you without your permission quote as a bisexual trans woman from the working class i've always been excluded and made to feel unwelcome in various queer communities i am here because of what the 78ers and thousands of the part of nameless people have done to fight the grossness and violence of queerphobia but in regards to being bisexual and transgender i'm still definitely feeling longer i'm not part of the rainbow and um, then goes on to say what um, the non-binary person you jacob is saying is reminding me of this person's experience at a rally with, and the person names a prominent queer advocate, and I'm I'm troubled about naming that person as well. But um, maybe I don't know. I'm going to have to. I'll I'll have a think about that as we head to a track. Um, so I won't name the person who's come in and said that. But yeah, there's someone who is, and we we know who this person is. They're a fantastic person. And yet they don't feel safe and welcome. They're still feeling abandoned and excluded and all that sort of thing. So what would be your response to, um, I know the person uses she, her, her remarks. And, um, well, when someone else says you can't speak at a rally, someone of, well, I'd say immense middle class privilege, knowing who that person is, what's your response to our SMSer? I guess for me, I'm just, I mean, first of all, I'm really sorry. Like, that's obviously not okay. I think we can all agree with that here in this studio. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, pain begets pain a lot of the time. 
Um, and it's all well and good for... I think, you know, I don't want to dismiss the reality of this either. It's just like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, person who is SMSed in, you know, you're part of my family as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, you've got me if you need me. That's perfectly fine. I've got you. Um, it's why activists, a lot of us do what we do. Mm. It's because we know that deep disconnection. We know that pain and we don't necessarily call on it, but we acknowledge how uncomfortable it is and that real sense of loneliness, that real sense of disconnection of being, you know, if I was to make it academic, othered outside of the other as well. Um, I mean, like, I'm not surprised again, um, but, you know, we've got you. That's a, at least I can say that, you know, I've got you. Yeah, yeah. Rebecca? I, there is definitely, and I, I know, I'm pretty sure I know who, who texted in, um, Hi. Um, there is there is a lot of people with privilege and power in our community believing they can speak on behalf of mm. those with less power and less privilege, and that mm. is not cool. Um, the those of us with less power and less privilege should be promoted and supported in having their voice heard by everyone else. It should not ever be a situation where someone who has exposure, access to mm. microphones, etc., is the only person who's allowed to speak. Mm. Yep. And, yeah, certainly wanting to hear from all sorts of people today, if you are out there, um, Indigenous people. And I forgot to mention this track of Bastard Like Me was about um, Charles Perkins, the great Aboriginal um, campaigner as well. And Kahava has tweeted in, um, that part of the phone is working. Um, I quote, I think the problem is that some of us are free... Um, before all of us are free, the situation for white, middle-class, gay and lesbian people has improved so much more than it has for cutie pock, trans and bi people. Yep, absolutely spot on. Kahava mm. and also queer people with various disabilities, queer and Indigenous and so on. And our first SMSer has said, thank you so much, you lovely people. So it just mm. needs just needs a battery cable when we're battery cables to each other rather than disconnecting people, um, literally and in a battery cable sense. Look what we can do. There's a small example there. So, yeah, um, and, yes, I'll just um, um, <laughs> we'll read this humorous one out. Uh, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll discuss this one off here. <laughs> We've got lots of to discuss off here, but it's all in good humour. But I'd better check first in the interests of our guests. We like to make our guests comfortable at 3CR and um, make the um, queer establishment uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> Let's have a track. Um, let's have, um, well, um, it's sort of um, what I had when I just heard that history repeated itself 50 years later. Um, here's Midnight Oil from the Head Injuries album and No Reaction. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au. A special Stonewall discussion with in-studio guests Rebecca and Jacob. Yeah. 
3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon to one Sunday afternoon and today on a special Stonewall discussion, past, present, future. Um, we are, I have guests in the studio, Jacob and Rebecca, and we just heard from Midnight Oil from Head Injuries and No Reaction. Um, so... Um, where to from here? How, can have we lost the spirit of Stonewall um, to some extent? If we have, how do we get it back? What? Let's get try and drill into specifics. As we you know, we we know there are mountains of stories of lateral hostility selling out, if we have whatever we want to call it in our rainbow communities. How? What are the tactics to try and get things onto a better page? Because I personally think we're letting ourselves being boxed into a corner a lot, that we become reactive to the right, both in the the broader community and the rainbow communities. What are the alternatives? I think. I think Auckland Pride showed a really good example earlier this year when they basically said no to the police attending their Pride. Pride became, became again the protest, which it has been, and generally across the world at the moment is not. And, you know, they lost a whole lot of corporate sponsors and they still had a really successful march. People mm. walked and there were photos and they were happy. And that would have meant as well that a whole lot of people who would not attend because they do not feel safe when the police are around could actually participate. It was a more inclusive event without the police. And other prides around the world are slowly thinking about this question, should the police be there? And given the police behaviour to our own community, not just the Hez and Hyenas raid, but the other, the other you know, over-policing of trans bodies, the... Uh, targeting of minority groups with and minorities within minorities it's mm. it's just not acceptable and maybe maybe it is time for the police to not basically to be banned from marching when pride yeah and you know um there's let's say that even, you know the history of police and and sex workers is still you know um nowhere near absolutely past what past marks by any standards um including some behaviors um at pride march which are pretty worrying in melbourne a couple of years ago which were just outright inappropriate and it was i have to say i caught an article this morning which i didn't have time to share around but you know there's um stories from as recently as 10 years ago that police in new york and toronto which in you know in us and canada you'd think are progressive cities still you know, putting cameras in gay male bars or putting cameras through bathroom windows and just think, but but, but, but wasn't that 30 years ago or something? No, it's 10 and it's probably still happening today. And so it is a fair point and it's one we've got to debate. 
Um, let me. Pl- I'm going to be the devil's advocate presenter. <laughs> what do you say to the? Um, you know, where do queer police come then to um, to Pride? Well, there's, there's nothing stopping a police officer marching with any other group that they want to. There's just we just you know I think they shouldn't march in uniform. An individual who may or may not be a police officer can march with any of the other hundred community groups mm-hmm. or more that are marching, and that's you know they're still at Pride. Yep, our um, Twitterer, um, I'll call the person that has said, "Go, Rebecca." I don't feel safe around police, um, Jacob. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't disagree, <laughs> to be quite honest with this one. Um, like, you know, I, I find this sort of falls to, you know, a lot, of, a lot of similar discussions we're having with a lot of other movements of, like, not all, right? And, you know, and I, you know, I'm, an, I'm a dying optimist where I'm just like, yeah, I don't believe all cops are bad necessarily mm. when it comes to our community. But, you know, it's an institution and it's a very entrenched in- institution that needs changing. There was a report that only just came out, what, a couple of months ago that showed, like, the deep, intense rate of homophobia that was mm. in within Victoria Police. Like, Victoria Police commissioned the report um, to show how intense it was. And, you know, it's... I'm sorry, but I just don't feel safe. I just don't feel safe with that. And it's not... I don't, I don't want this to have to keep being a fight necessarily. Like I'm already fighting a lot of other, sh- a lot of other stuff. Nearly yep. swore again. There we go. Called myself <laughs> on that. Nailed it. Um, I'm already, you know, we're already fighting so many other things. It's just like I'm sorry, but you just don't make me feel safe, you know. And I don't, I don't need to have been violated by an institution to feel unsafe by it. And I think that's a really important part here, right? Oh, you know, it's cold. just. You should not have to be violated in order to be validly scared of something, you know. Um, and I think, too, is I do recognise and I do want to support, you know, LGBTIQ plus people who are within that force, who are within, you know, other public service spaces, um, who are parts of, like, particular, you know, political parties, what have you, all these very, very messy, quite nuanced parts of human identity right because um, sometimes you sometimes you just got to work you know and if that's the job that employs you that's the job that employs you yeah. as far as i'm concerned i can't put a barrier up against you and say well you're not allowed to come to this because then i'm just repeating power dynamic but i do think that some consideration absolutely needs to be taken into account here where of course you can come along absolutely so but maybe just don't wear the uniform that's it Yep, so it's got to be a compromise. I do, I do will give credit to what Melbourne's Pride March has done, that they now have the rainbow community groups first, then yeah. we'll say the various sort of local government, state government, then the corporate in that order, which I think does give a sense of priority, but whether that's enough or not, of course, is a factor for ongoing debate. Um, yeah, so um, again, the question is how to... Yeah, you know, can we call people in more? You know, coming back to our own community, there does seem to be this growing divide between, you know, the I will say the privileged cisgender gay men and some privileged cisgender lesbians, and almost the rest. Um, when we start going through all the hierarchies, um, how do we deal with that? How can we bridge that divide? How can we? How? I mean, um, if so, what? What? what I, how do we do it? I mean, there's a really, I um, (laughs) have a few, I'd love to say discussions, sometimes debates with (laughs) mates of mine. I think it's because for me, I'm in a more global view, right, of our movements. You know, I work with people who have like, you know, are starting pride marches in their countries, you know, Mm. and they're 
phenomenal activists. Oh, and I love them so much. They're such good mates. I'm just so proud. Like, that I'm really, really proud of. And I think a really important conversation to be having in calling each other in is kind of understanding, like, where liberation, like, you know, that liberation doesn't have a definitive end point. Mm. You know, it's just so, like, liberation partly, absolutely, and a really core cool part of the history of it is, you know, who you're, you know, having certain, you know, intimate relations with, you know? I think that's a really, really important part, absolutely. You know, that was so heavily policed. It still is deeply heavily policed um, constantly. But that's not just the end goal with that. You know, it's just we've still got a lot of people being murdered, still got a lot of people being incarcerated constantly, mm. whether it's illegal or not, to just exist. Um, like, you know, we've still got so many... We've still got so many colonial laws that exist throughout the world... Where And, you know, Singapore, um, I think it was the PM of Singapore just this week was saying, mm. you know, 377, which is, you know, the colonial you know, unnatural offences law, we're not going to repeal that anytime soon because that's just what, you know, Singapore is. Um, and Singapore has, you know, Pink Dot, which is a phenomenal queer festival every single year. You know, it's just like, if you're going to talk about, you know, liberation from, for bodies and like, you know, sex and the likes... It's not just about, you know, liberation doesn't just end with being able to have, say, and this is not to slander by any stretch of the word, just having a sex on-premise venue. Yeah. It's also about recognising that people are being murdered across the world and incarcerated because they can't even just do that. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think one of the ways we can call people in as well is to work with current activists, working with each other better, to actually talk about how can we increase how can how can the bisexual community and lesbian community for example work together to find more activists to educate to work you know build ways of working together that we can't do it by our individual selves mm. it has to be a collectivist action and we need to actually go who are the people we want to work with how can we work with them and how can we build on that to make more and more people aware of what we need very very, very true. Yeah, you know, building capacity, always a good thing. And we've had a tweet, um, the mm. fabulous Wombat, who is a, a long-time supporter of the show, um, in terms of Stonewall, there was a 1995 movie about it, which is much better than that one that, um, well, washed everything out, um, you know, and made it all sanitised. Um, it was a Nigel Finch film from 1995 about Stonewall, so see if you can track that down somewhere. Thanks, Wombat. Yep. Um, so, yeah, building capacity one way. We'll have a few more ways after we have another track. And um, then we'll have to just do a few quick announcements and wrap it all up. Gosh, the hour goes quickly. Let's have a listen in the meantime to um, John Conley. Um, just to so that you can have diverse, um, thoughtful, thought-provoking country music and the working class man, 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guests Jacob and Rebecca. Stumble from my good warm bed Monday morning, oh my head Gotta go and do it all again Wake up baby, rise and shine It's coffee, eggs and bacon time Walk your working man out to the car The boss is in his usual mood 
Not one thing does he approve Sometimes you can't keep him satisfied Up and down the assembly line Where it faces much like mine Showing the wear and tear in their eyes Policeman in his prime Sits behind his billboard sign Aims his radar gun right straight at me A letter from the IRS Said, boy, your taxes are a mess Is this the way the good life's supposed to be? From my good warm bed Monday morning Oh my head Gotta go And do it all again Too much room In the fridge there The kids all need new shoes To wear Payments laid on my Old truck again Woman radio program. Everything about a woman. Every Tuesday night from 9:30 till 10 p.m. at 3CR 855 AM.
Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 03 9419 8377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. like slumbering after that um, but remember just got, um, you've still got 11 hours to get online and donate to 3CR's Radiothon particularly out of the pans if you just want to and another message from our tweeter um, and who says thank you for an awesome show not sugarcoating things and not talking about Kylie Minogue <laughs> yes well you know it's sort of it's well known that a well-known Melbourne so-called queer, um, queer station once had as its advertising slogan in the, the rainbow press nobody plays more Kylie Yes, that's what okay. Stone, that's what Stonewall in the seventy eight is fought for. I'll just reach for the rubbish bin or something. <laughs> okay, um, just a few quick messages. Um, just while we've been on, um, Why Gender, fabulous group for young trans and gender diverse people, are hosting a Twitter chat tonight on queer history. So if you want to keep the theme going, um, hop onto Twitter. That's Why Gender. Why, um, pretty literally, Why um, letter Y and gender is their Twitter handle and handle and hashtag trans chat. Um, so, yep, that sounds like a good thing. Um, and, um, yes, um, lots to go through. Um, just very quickly, if you're someone who's into multiple ethical relationships or want to find out more, Polly Vic have their social um, this afternoon. Bent TV on Friday nights is always um, preceded by QTV, and that's some of the events this week. Um, so we're just about at the end. We've got about five minutes of talky time left. Um Last thoughts, um, more thoughts, um, anything we haven't covered. Um, this is the sort of anything else you'd like to tell us about on the intake. Uh, well, I apparently said a lot of things during the break, mm-hmm. uh, which I have actually forgotten now, which is great. <laughs> but You're talking <laughs> just, about demanding things as a queer person. Yeah, yeah it's, um, I think there's a really important thing to sort of remember here is that, you know, queers are not powerless, right? Yeah. yeah at no point are we powerless. Um, like, I work in development as well, right? We just have this very outdated idea of just like, you know, um, we've got to empower people. You know, queers, we're very empowered, a lot of us are very empowered. We just don't have the opportunity to show that empowerment out, right? And it's just like, uh, because, you know, we're getting in each other's way, you know, there's institutions, there's barriers, but, like, you know, you're born empowered as far as I'm concerned with that. And even if that's incorrect, I need to hold on to that <laughs> because otherwise I'm going to feel very, very powerless. But with that, it's just like, you know, we want corporates to change, for example, then demand it of the corporates. Simple as that. If you, we want police to keep changing, we want to demand that. If we want each other to change and be more inclusive and supportive and kind and loving, demand it of each other. It's what you have the opportunity for. You know, I personally will demand how I am treated all the time now because I refuse to be treated poorly and I will demand that. And if you don't want to meet that demand, then move. I'll be taking that excerpt of the show and I'm playing it um, tonight before I go to bed and getting it into my subconscious, 21 days to change a habit. That is that is absolutely brilliant. And we don't, I've, I have to say, I've felt a bit frustrated over the last few months over... Um, some of the the queer spaces I've been in where I just feel like I'm constantly climbing 
triple Everests trying to get through biphobia, transphobia, um, misogynism, neurotypical thinking. And I'm just going to start working on changing my belief system. So very awesome. Rebecca, further thoughts? Further thoughts very quickly. Um, we're just talking during the break about our community's coping mechanisms and, you know, generally in a broad, very broad sense that the rainbow community suffers, experiences a lot of, you know, alcohol and other drug use, um, you know, to excess or problematic levels, um, depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. And these are the side effects of and coping mechanisms for a very queer phobic society. So when people say, you know, oh, look at these, these statistics, they're terrible, it's obviously terrible to be queer, it's mm. no, <laughs> no, it's great being queer, society being queer phobic and what you mm. have to do to cope, that's mm. the issue. And we just need to be gentle with ourselves because our coping me- mechanisms what keep us alive as much as possible. Yeah. Absolutely. And then when we're alive, when we've done self-care, then we can. Well, look, if we can't change the world, we'll change a bit of it. Um, Which also, just on that really, really quickly, I'm yeah. so mindful we need to wrap up, but also right. I'm going to take time because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like institutions. No. Um, it's also just like, you know, practice that kindness with yourself as well. You know, you can't fill from an empty cup. And I think a lot of us kind of forget that. And it is very, very hard when so many of us are exhausted, struggling, you know, what have you. But, you know, try not to, you know, this goes with a couple of people who have, like, you know, chimed in today. And, like, the world is really, really harsh, right? Mm. The world is really, really harsh. Try, please try and be nice to yourself. Like, you know, I can't give that to you necessarily. A lot of people can't give that to each other. But please just try and be nice to yourselves as much as you can. Like, that's, you deserve that. You deserve to be nice to yourself. Absolutely. You deserve to love you. All right? Yeah. That's a really, really big thing. Start with kindness and then just see what happens. I reckon that's a damn good way to finish up, unless you seriously have anything more bursting. No, no, no not at all. We do have to move out of here and make way for Freedom of Species, talking all things animale, as they do every one till two Sunday afternoon in Psychedelia, two till three, and then the great Queering the Air, or Queer um, commentary from three till four are the next three shows on Out of the Pan, if you're listening live. Jacob and Rebecca, thank you, gracias, tada, spazabar, um, all that sort of thing. Great commentary. Thanks to Kahava and our tweeterer for um, chipping in. Um, Let's do it all again sometime. Thank you. Let's. Take it out today with probably a good way to finish. Um, And I'm sorry, I'm an old 70s hippie. And we're going to go out with red gum and it'll be all right in the long run. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Thanks, Jacob and Rebecca, once again for being here. And I'll catch you next week. When I go back to Melbourne, I'm going to go right and see Mike Brady. And when he does some of up there, Kazali, you guys are in the chorus, all right? Window with the cold ray dawn It's seven o'clock on a Monday morning Pour a cup of coffee Better make it a strong one Where the man on the radio Says it's gonna rain and it's gonna blow It'll be alright, it'll be alright It'll be alright in the long run Australia marched out of Vietnam 
out in the streets against Uncle Sam and we won the fight. It was a long one. Uranium demo the other day. One of my mates got dragged away as they slammed the door. I heard her say it'll be all right in the long run. Italian bloke who works with me, an always swabble us and company, and he slapped me on the back. Said you're wrong, son. This isn't the land I was told it'd be. It's not so equal and not so free. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. Shadow of history, a comic screams, sheerest curse, the people dream, take us and right turns, both in the wrong ones. Troop ships leave and the headlines blaze, Australia remembers happier days, faith lives on within the haze, it'll be alright in the long run. So you sit in your camp and you stare at the fire, the downs drop away as the hope gets higher and you sing to yourself, it'll be alright, be alright in the long run. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.